Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is an AFL off-season podcast, which means it's only got a little bit of AFL in it. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, just you and me today. What's your highlight of the highlight of the week past? Well, let's uh, let's wind back the clock in your life experience. Do you remember when uh... the weekend? Yep, v- vaguely. Oh, no, no, way back. A little way, bit further. Way right. back. Way back. Way back. Like um, early uni, high school days, whatever. Early twenties. Um, there's the hot girl, and she's kind of into you, but she's making you wait. And she's making you wait and wait and wait. And sometimes two years, three years, sometimes longer. Uh, but in this case, Ben Simmons. He made everyone wait. He nailed his first three against a real opponent in a real game. Wow. Um, yeah, rookie of the year. Uh, he could have had rookie there twice almost. Uh, and finally has nailed a three from the corner. Uh, yeah, some people say, look, he was wide open. Uh, any guy getting paid the amount of money he should should drill those fucking shots, but Shaq couldn't. No, well, he, he had a few, didn't he, in his career, Shaq? I think he got three or something. I don't think he did intentionally. No, no. I, I, I remember seeing some on, you know, those highlight videos you used to get, yeah. um, and they were darts that happened to rattle home. But, um, okay, yeah, he, he did say at the start of the year that he wanted to develop his jump shot a little bit, because I think uh, 99% of his shots came with paint um, on them. But I, I don't see the criticism so much. Like, that's your game, lad. Yeah. If yeah. Uh, just because Steph Curry can do it from halfway, <laughs> I, I guess you go from being an exceptional player to a fucking franchise player if you can add a jump shot. You know, you just get that little bit more dangerous. Well, I guess that is the thing too. Like, um, and I say this not having watched much NBA basketball in the last fifteen years or so. Yeah, I, I watch a bit. Um, just at lunchtime, I'll yeah. go down and we'll have Foxtel on, and I'll just check it out. Yeah. Because it's either that or Sky News and fuck yeah, that. Fuck that, exactly. I do, like a bit like yourself, you catch a little bit. Oh, yeah, it's on. Oh, yeah, I watch some. I saw Golden State getting absolutely poleaxed today. Um, for about the last two weeks, they've been getting fucked. Yeah, I think they were 2-14 and 14 or something at one stage. Um, oh, I have They were paying eight in a yeah. game against... Uh, Dallas or something? Yeah, no, the Mavericks, yeah. Uh, that's what I saw um, today. Um, I have seen a little bit of the NBL. Um, recently, because it's obviously it's on at a better hour than the NBA um, for me. I've got to say, I reckon I saw half a dozen games last year and probably two or three this year already. The product's much better than I remember it. Um, and from what I hear, they're getting some crowds in. So, you know, it's always good for the local um, league to, mm. to be viable. Well, yeah, rather than focusing on getting your uh, high-level corporates in. Now they're starting to focus on families coming in and they're yeah. encouraging you know, parents to bring their kids. I've got a good couple of mates who spend uh, 
just about every weekend at yep. the uh, Clipsal Powerhouse. Or it's not, the, it's not that anymore. Oh, the Adelaide one, yeah, whatever Adelaide it is. Entertainment Centre or whatever it is. Uh, and they fucking love it because, you know, the players make themselves available too. Yeah. So they've got, you know, the halftime things where they throw out balls and whatnot. But after the game, the players sort of run by, have a bit of a chat, yeah. sign basketballs. And that is more important than any marketing strategy you could do. If you can yeah. just get the players to hang around for 10 minutes after yeah. the game yeah. and just give a kid a high five. Yeah, well, that's what they need to fucking do. Be a bit accessible. Um, I did go to a few games, Sydney Kings games, well, you know, 20 years ago. Um, when I was living in Sydney, and I do remember, I, th- I might have mentioned it before, they did once, they did a tie-in, they did a Harlem Globetrotters and then an NBL game, and it was the Western Sydney Razorbacks. I don't even know if they exist anymore. I don't think so. I've got a feeling they don't, um, versus the Kings probably, or somebody else, it doesn't matter. But they had the Globetrotters first, and uh, I went with uh, my wife, and I, I don't think we had the kids then. Um, you know, and everyone was, I'd been to the Globetrotters before, um, and, you know, it's a great night. You know exactly what you're going to get. Um and then the Globetrotters game finished, and then the NBL started. Three quarters of the crowd left. Yeah, like guys, you, you haven't thought this through. Um, people are paying for the uh, the Globetrotters seats. They're not paying for paying for the NBL. You just didn't think this one through. It's like you know uh, 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 Mike Brady getting U two to open for him. Yeah, but it's it's like especially if you come with family and all that sort of stuff. After two hours of Globetrotters, you're kind of like. You don't. Another two hours? The, the kids have eaten their hot dog. Yeah. You know, they've had enough. You're kind of like, yeah, no, nah, we're, we're going home. I'm sure the purists might have stayed, but uh, yeah. Curtain Razor shouldn't be the better spectacle. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's just the basics of it. Um, but yeah, uh, Simmons is actually doing pretty well this season, which is good to see. Yeah, it is good to see. Um, and I think he's is he, um, his coach is Brian... Uh, I was going to say Brian Brown. What's his name? Is it Brian Brown? I have no fucking clue. Because um, I think they're trying to get him to coach the uh, Australian national team um, as well. So uh, it, Just to try and make sure that he plays. Maybe, maybe. It wouldn't be a bad decision, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be good to see if they can finally break through and win a medal um, after going so close at the uh, Worlds. Well, their list is fucking good. It's decent enough, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they've genuinely got a superstar in Simmons there now. Yeah. Um, Bogut doesn't have much left in him, but... He's still... He's wily. He's still quality. He's still the best centre nor- uh, north yeah. <laughs> Australia has. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, throwing in guys like Delvadova, Thon Maker, all those lads. I don't know. Thon played in the last one. I'm not sure. He played in the exhibition. He didn't play Did he? in the there you um, go. tournament. And like Paddy, played... Paddy Mills yeah. tore it up at the Worlds. I mean, Jesus Christ, that guy did himself an extra $20 million. Just yeah. On there. yeah, he had a brilliant one. Um all right. Well, I, I guess we'll cover off. There is a little bit of uh, AFL news um, that's happened since we last uh, sat down. Um, there's lots of uh, trade picks getting swapped around and um, the machinations. How far away are we from the draft? It's got to be next week, isn't it? Yeah, next week. Um, well, the the one that came out most recently was the North Hawthorne one, which I thought was pretty interesting for both sides. Yeah. I, I, it is so hard to think what's, what are they trying to achieve here? Well, on... I think it favours Hawthorne in general, but North didn't give up anything of consequence either. Yeah. So, like, uh, North gave up, uh, what was it, pick, like, 50, pick 76. Yeah. And next year's seconder to get pick 30. Yeah. So, they've got three second-round picks in this year's draft. Right. uh, And only four spots on the list. So, those two picks that they traded Hawthorne, they weren't going to use. Right, yeah, yeah. So, essentially, you, you get something for nothing. Yeah. Uh, next year's second rounder is less important because they got two first rounders. Yep. Having done the swap with Melbourne, 
Um, so, but I think, and like we said before, next year's like out of the top ten players, I think five or six of them are academy or father sons. Yeah, long way out, obviously, and shit can change. But um, they reckon that next year's top ten is the most compromised it's been. So. Yeah. So I think um, if you don't have a, a two first rounders, is worth more than five second rounders. Yeah, yeah, contract. absolutely. Yeah. Forget about the points. Yeah, yeah, it's the player. So I think North have just got to start bidding on all the academy players at pick eight well, or whatever it is. If, if there's so many, you know, and a lot of teams are going to marry themselves to those uh, discounted picks, like one or two is going to sneak through. Or you're yep. going to find yourself with a, a pick 20, which is going to turn into pick 11 because everyone else has burned all their picks, you know, making up points. Yeah. So it's not a bad strategy to get those second rounders for next year. You've already got two first rounders. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is if Gold Coast suck again, which yeah. is entirely yeah. likely, uh, they could use pick two on um, an academy player, yep. force the issue. Yeah. And you've got clubs who are suddenly burning four or five picks Bix on their just academy. To, just get their one their one man. Which, if he's the right person, then so be it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, you know, the more you can tank the other team's plans, the better off you are in the end. But I, I thought that was a really interesting one for Hawthorne, yeah. Hawthorne and North, just because it's it's one with no clear idea of strategy. The, what I I did flag that before that North might try and trade with Hawthorne, uh, just so Hawthorne could have points for Finn McGuinness. Yeah, and obviously that's Hawthorne's strategy is uh, I think we uh, we got pick eleven, and we want uh, to not use that on Finn McGuinness if we can. Yeah, because somebody bids on him in the top ten then we lose, we go, all right, well, we have to use pick 11 and then they've got to come down to a decision. And I think they're going to, they will use it um, rather than, uh, you know, letting pass. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I reckon like, it sounds silly to say this because we don't really know the, the drafts. We only go off, you know, every second journo's uh, mock draft, but pick 11, I think Finn's just slightly better than that. But it's whether somebody's bothers to uh, to make an effort and put in a bid. Well, in the past, it's been Adelaide mostly, Has and it? they've got uh, a pick ahead of eleven. Can't remember which one, but uh, so I imagine they'll look at a few players. I got a feeling they did some swaps uh, today as well. Adelaide weren't they involved? Uh, I think so. Yeah, they were involved in a three-way with uh, Frio and the D's um, to to move around a little bit. Yeah, that's it. Pick number eight's been doing a lot of bouncing around. It has, hasn't it? I do love that a lot of these picks are, you know, Port going, right, we, we need one one in front of Adelaide. And then Adelaide come back and, well, we need one in front of Port. And uh, West Coast and Frio were doing the same. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's made itself uh, very interesting. But um, it, it is very hard with all the draft analysis too because what's a mock draft do? Like, you see so many that, that do it and you go, well, the answer's going to be there next week and this is just pointless. I mean... <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, but you've got to fill column inches. Yeah, that's it. There's, uh, there's only so many come back to the track early stories you can run each week. Well, I think uh, Carlton settled for that because they did see Kerno fucked his patella. Well, that's something I, I wanted to talk about because uh, I, I just love the story with it. So uh, Charlie Kerno um, broke his kneecap today and it looks like he's going to miss a fair chunk of the preseason and won't be ready for round one. This is a big blow for Carlton too because they were hoping for a, a big season out of him. But... Um, I, I just love the, the way it was reported on uh, Carlton's website. So 
Let me uh, give this to you. Uh, Kerno slipped. He produced a high-level contraction to his quadricep muscle. This caused a large force to go through his whole knee, and he and his deconditioned patella did not tolerate the load. Like, so broke his kneecap would do, wouldn't it? Well, I think they're trying to say that he's so fucking ripped that his thigh <laughs> tore his patella apart. Um, I just, I, I'd love to be the, the media guy. What's happened? Broke his fucking knee. Done. Yeah, that's the end of the story. But uh, maybe they get paid by word. It could be a freelancer. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to pat it out just a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's kind of fucked. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. And it slipped onto the tiles. Um, that's the story they're running with. I wonder if we hear something else. Are the Pussycat Dolls in town? <laughs> well, apparently stranded earlier playing basketball or something. Yeah, yeah. It was a little bit, um, a little while ago. So, uh same knee, I think. They said unrelated, yeah. but yeah, whatever. Um, and North had Eddie Vickers-Willis get his uh, get an arthroscopy as well. That poor fucker. <laughs> like, he has, I think he's had seven games a season at best, and he's injured a knee every fucking season. Um, time, time to do something else. It's, it's This year is his make or break. Yeah. I hope it's not break because, fuck. He's had enough breaks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's a decent player when he's up and about. Just... Can't stay in the fucking park. And we say that about so many players. Yeah. Unfortunately, Definitely. the modern game just isn't kind to the body. Or the, the past game wasn't that fucking kind either. <laughs> that's it. Um, so is it more you got more AFL? Yeah. Delidio. Yeah, uh, playing for Box Hill. Yeah. Rumours thrown about that he might get thrown a lifeline at Hawthorne. I doubt it. Yeah, I kind of I can see the benefit having an old head there. And he is still clean. Yeah. But you've got Burgoyne who's cleaner and older. <laughs> I mean, he's injury prone. He has an old head. If we wanted an old head, we would have kept um, Birchall or we would have kept Ruffy. We're, old heads is not what we're after. We've got too many. We've got too many 30 pluses as it is. Um, no, he's going to be an assistant coach down at Box Hill, um, which obviously is the feeder club to Hawthorne. So yeah. essentially, he's an assistant under Clarkson, you know, or he's starting his coaching career um, a year earlier under Clarkson. Yeah, but I think having him... In Box Hill. Like, that's a massive pickup for Box Hill. Of course it is, yeah, yeah. As a playing sort of coach kind of thing. Literally, literally yeah. a playing coach. Um, that has a lot to do with future success. Being able to attract and keep quality players in your VFL and your reserve yeah. side. Yeah. You look at uh, Richmond, did it, Lad Marich playing there for two, three years, I think? Well, he was still on the AFL list. He was basically yeah. their ruck coach, but playing VFL. Yeah. Uh, and they've also had you know, plenty of depth with uh, Short and. Um, uh, Lots of others. Yeah, Townsend was there and Miles before yeah. he got traded. All those guys. So putting pressure on the A squad obviously matters, but also yeah. having the the rookies who are coming through the VFL yep. or the other reserve leagues, having someone around with that experience, that knowledge and that game level just matters so much in their development. Yeah, uh, It's just unfortunate that uh, some clubs just aren't doing well at the VFL yeah. or the AFL. Um, no, they won a flag in the VFL, not this year, but last year, um, the Box Hill. Um, but the nature of the VFL with the affiliated teams is there is a little bit of turnover as it happens. And, you know, they lost a couple, like David Mirror. Um, he, actually, he's a funny one because he played, I don't know, half a dozen games last year, probably not that many, um, for Hawthorne. Um, so he gets delisted by Hawks, and rather than go back to Box Hill, where we actually drafted him from, um, he's got off to play in the Suburban Footy League. Probably makes more money out there. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, other one that's just popped up is Dangerfield signed an extension till 2024. 
Yeah, that'll about do him, I reckon, too. I reckon so. Or, or if not, you know, we'll be on you know, a, a Hodge-like deal <laughs> after that. What, going back to Adelaide? C- could do. I reckon, you know, you, you never know where the premiership window is going to be in 2024. Well, now that they've uh, stitched Grundy up for seven years, that he'd be the only person who might go to Adelaide. Hasn't technically signed yet, though, Grundy. He, I, I just make him sweat. I, I think so, too. I, I think he will. Um, I mean, he was after seven years. He's got seven years. You yeah. assume it's going to be for big money, too. Well, it was a little bit of a standoff, and Collingwood blinked first. And I actually like Collingwood for doing it, because, you know, fuck it, he deserves a seven years. If it squeezes out some of your older players, or they've got to take big pay cuts, like we spoke about last week, mm. so be it. But he's probably your best player. So, Well, I mean, if you've got to hang on to... If you want seven years, give it. If you have to hang on to one of Grundy or Dugowie, you give up Dugowie. Yeah, probably. You and wouldn't be happy about it. No, they're both quality players, but you yeah. can replace the goalie with someone 90% as good. Or I'll go to Richmond. If you had a choice between Dusty Martin or uh, Trent Cochin, you go, fuck, we love you, Koch, but... Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. But quality ruckmen like him are a once-a-generation yeah, player. Yeah, exactly. And he's the best at the moment and yep. probably will be the best for the next five or so years. Yeah, he's coming into his best footy. Yeah, you know? it's just phenomenal yeah. how good he is. Son of a bitch. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, if that puts more pressure on Collingwood's salary cap, all the better. Um, <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Yeah. Um, I did see uh, Hanbury had another uh, off-season injury, as is tradition. Um, but anyway, did that even make the papers? Oh, I, I think it was in the you know it certainly wasn't the lead story. But uh, poor lad. Yeah, I did see uh, another young Sudanese player coming through. Yep, uh, Biggie Smalls. <laughs> well, Biggie Nuon. Okay, if you say so, I have not seen this story at all. Nuon, N-Y-U-O-N. Uh, so, of course, his nickname is Biggie Smalls. Right, is, of course it is. But his, his actual name is Biggie. Well, I was going to say, if your name is Biggie, <laughs> that's going to happen. Well, being a Sudanese bloke sort of adds uh, character to the reference, I suppose. Was there any uh, Sudanese males less than six foot five? Uh, I haven't seen any. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's uh, really good now to see he's talking about the game where Elia Elia was playing on Magic Door and how yep. that was just the turning point for him saying alright I can make a life out of this it's a great game that one too I remember it yeah. it was yeah I mean Elia sealed it for oh, well, the Swans Magic but, won the day Yeah, Elia kicked the winning goal but I mean it's one of those moments in footy that you have yeah. where you're like oh fuck I was there for that yeah like, yep, yep. I, like I said uh, North Melbourne Sydney I'm a Hawthorne supporter and I remember being at that game yeah but I mean, how many moments can you remember? Non-premiership moments, I mean. Like yeah, yeah. Regular games, we like, fuck, that was a moment. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Probably pluggers, uh, 1600th, whatever it was. 1300th, yeah. yeah. Um, big one for you. Um, myself would be McCartney's game, which I wasn't even at, yeah. but I remember watching it on the telly and just having that moment. You know, another one for me was I was uh, Jack Rewalt kicked 10. Um, I've only ever been to a, one game where a player kicked 10, and he did it against uh, West Coast of the MCG. Years and years ago, yeah. wasn't it? But anyway, there you go. Sorry. I can't remember if I've ever been to a game with a play kick 10. Oh, I said only one for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, the last one I saw was Ben Brown. That was on telly. But, yeah, uh, yeah. And prior to that, I can't remember the last time someone did kick 10. Yeah, yeah. Buddy, it would have been. Probably. I, I remember Sav Rocker kicking. Yeah, I might have been at a game when Sav Rocker kicked 10. There you go. I might have kicked 12, actually. So we're talking about 90... <laughs> 2004 or something. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, you have those moments where you're like, oh, yeah. I fucking remember it. And... Uh, it's great to see that even though Majak's had his issues, which obviously, yeah, that he's still uh, held in high esteem, yeah, by that crowd. Well, you've got to say, like North Melbourne too. I mean, they've stuck fucking by him, and when by all rights they could have cut him three or four times, yeah, um, until uh, you know twenty eighteen where he really really came good. 
Well, he always had that. I mean, the pictures of him now after a fucking smashed body lock he had, yeah. he's still a massive fucking unit. Oh, of course he is. Yeah. Like, if he decided to you know, get off water and get on bodybuilding, <laughs> he would literally be a Phil Heath-style physique. He'd be fucking massive. I mean, he is the kind of athletic body that, you know, pick your sport, mate. You, you, you'll be first class at it, just pick one. Yeah, and if he goes, you know what, I'll be a marathon runner. They're like, well, I don't know, but give it a crack. He'd probably De- do all right. No, definitely a sprinter. He <laughs> <laughs> won the sprint one year, too. Yeah. He's a bit of toe. But, um, no, it's it's sad to hear what's happened, but it's great the club stuck around him, and also the community has as well. Like, uh, as the North Melbourne community as well as the Sudanese community yep, are both yep. still um, holding him, I don't want to say responsible, because it's not quite responsible. They're not holding it against him, yeah, the yeah. mental demons he had. Um, they're realising that that shit can happen to fucking anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is fucking true, so good on him. And then you've got, uh, I still haven't heard about Aaron Hall or Ben Jacobs, so I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, geez, yeah. Um, I, I really think that uh, Ben Jacobs, there's been two years where, you know, sort of a year and a half they couldn't decide what it was, and uh, then they think it's sinus, and then, or maybe not, and then maybe, oh, like, dude, you know, just go live in a lab and figure it out, because... It's not helping you at all. You've got to think about the next 40 years, not to, not the rest of your footy career. Yeah, well, he's got this year, and, you know, they'll have to... If he doesn't play this year, then he has to be done. I mean, he hasn't taken the field in two and a half years then. Yeah. Uh, and Aaron Hall's got some sort of um, mental things he has to address. Yeah, fair enough. We had some talent issues, I thought, too, but uh, yeah. maybe they are, they are related. Yeah, but the, the other thing with uh, Biggie Smalls, apparently his old older brother was a top-quality player and just... Had a bit of trouble as well. Oh, right, yeah. So he's really sort of... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Choosing his uh, role models. Okay. Now, and apparently, Alira and Majak are it. Fair so, enough. You know, it's it's great that they can be that sort of hero to that community. Yeah, yeah. And, and people in general. I mean, fuck, I enjoy that game. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, all right, well, I think... There's not really much else going on in the world of AFL. Um, just, you know, usual bullshit and some players coming out, you know, Guernsey's uh, getting announced and new numbers getting announced. And uh, Actually, I have seen quite a few posts from different sides with, you know, here's our 2020 Guernsey. I'm like, yep, same as last year's. Yeah. Right. It's like, Thanks. Thanks, guys. You have to yeah. sort of look twice. It's yeah. like three blue stripes on a white background or three white from the... But, yeah, it's weird. Um, the only other thing that pops up is, you know, players who 
might be thinking movie next year or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, let's just let's just wait. Just you know, journos, you really got to use up that annual leave. Um, you can't just bank it, you know. Just yeah. take some time. Um, cricket started today. Yeah, I was um, keeping tabs on it. Obviously, being at work. Yeah, I, I didn't. I watched. No, sorry, I watched the last wicket because um, I was home by then. Yeah, well, there were none for two hundred and I uh, know none for sixty and something. No, none for seventy. None for seventy three, I think, and then four for seventy nine. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I was watching that, and they were just like you know block. One leg by, well, boring as balls, and then it's suddenly bang, 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 bang. Like, fuck, yeah. all right. All out for 240, but it, it is good uh, to have the test cricket back. And uh, I reckon I might try and go to the Boxing Day test this year. Not the Boxing, not boxing Day, but, you know, th- two, three or four. Well, the good thing is with um, the Pakistani matches, they're very well organised. <laughs> Beforehand, some would say. <laughs> no, it's uh, Kiwis are coming out for the Boxing Day this year. It doesn't mean the Pakistanis haven't organised something. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, since there's not much to talk about AFL, I thought we'd go into uh, do a, a little bit of talk about gambling. And the reason it comes up is uh, we do our gambling episodes um, in the past, and uh, Donk Dunk um, is always our guest. And he, he we had his farewell last week. He's heading back over to uh, to England um, to live. So I thought it just made me think of more gambling, and I thought we'd have to do a Skype episode with him at one stage to to give him more stories from uh, from Crown Casino. But uh, yeah, I thought we'd talk a little bit about gambling, uh, even though Brenton's not here because he, you know, ten years in a casino. Um, but uh, first off, the football side of gambling, because I know that there's a little bit of uh, contention about how many advertisements you see, you know, and everything is uh, you know bet this, bet that, bet that. I don't know if I'm like I'm a little bit annoyed with the number of ads, but at the same time, I'm blind to ads anyway. I think I sort of work in the marketing and advertising industry and I just go, it's an ad. And I just, like, my brain just switches off. I think it's the lack of variety. Like, you have Tom Waterhouse doing his tip thing, then you've got Bet Easy, Bet Fair, yeah. Neds, um, Sports Bet. A hundred others, yeah. Yeah, uh, 360, Bet 360, 365, whatever it is. And it's just ad for sport, uh, ad for betting, yeah. betting, betting, bet, betting, bet, bet, betting, bet, 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 bet. McDonald's, betting, betting, nab. Yeah, they've certainly, you know, uh, what was it, 15, 20 years ago when they took up the, um, uh, made the advertising of uh, betting agencies legal. They they took it on. I just wonder if, like, uh, if we started our own betting agency, and I imagine a lot of the the um, overhead comes from odds setters and odds makers that just copy-paste from <laughs> sports bet. Like, oh, they've changed their odds, all right, change ours. Yeah. Uh, and you'd probably make money. Um, Unless a whole bunch of them are doing that. Yeah, i got to say, I, I reckon there is a little bit of that. And I, I reckon some of the big boys, sometimes they throw in a little furphy just to see if they, you know, let's just bump this one out to tens and we'll take a piece of that. Thank you. Actually, I reckon that does happen because I've been of on Of course F- it does. I've been on F1 a few times and I'm like, Lewis Hamilton paying sevens? <laughs> I'm checking it. No, he's not fucking injured. No. No, cars. Are... All right, I guess I'll put a sneaky 20 on and fucking romps it in. He's like, oh. He's not on unleaded, is he? <laughs> but, uh, actually that was funny too um, from an F1 point of view uh, Ferrari have had the best car for most of the season yep. and they're getting fucking smashed in the championship because they keep crashing into each other <laughs> or Seb Vettel just crashed into walls spins um, and there's no love lost for Seb Vettel mostly in Australia having been Mark Webber and Daniel Ricciardo's partner Foil, yep. and tried to fuck them both over at every opportunity and some people say that's just the competitive nature of uh, Formula 1 um, but those same People often have a bit of a smirk when they realise that Vettel's fucking spinning left, right and centre and has <laughs> fucked himself over. And is getting uh, shown up by his very young 
co-driver uh, co who um, is supposed to be the number two, but has driven like a number one for the last few weeks. Fair enough. Uh, so on the gambling side of things, um, I, I thought that we'd, uh, to pass away the summer months, we'd actually talk about uh, some of our gambling exploits. Um, so apologies to anyone that doesn't like gambling. Uh, bad luck. Um, it's, it's funny. I, I, I love my... Um, interest in gambling really started, you know, playing cards and that, all that kind of stuff. But I love the prop bet stories um, yeah. and those kind of stuff. And um, the one thing I don't like about gambling is horse racing. Like, I just find it so boring. I don't get it. I I get it when you're testing your ability to read the form and predict the outcome based on a set of metrics. Right. If you're just like, I like pink, yeah. and you bet on pink, then... I'd get fucking bored. I mean, it's the same yeah. as roulette then, isn't it, really? Well, it's pokies, yeah. essentially. Yeah. You're just like, oh, he's my lucky machine. No, it's fucking not. Um, having said that, uh, I think betting on trots is always good if you know the jockeys, because <laughs> that's a fucking boat race. Yeah, we covered that, that one last week. Um, what uh, we used to do uh, before we had kids, um, on Friday nights, we'd get a couple of drinks, uh, the wife and I, and we'd watch uh, the dog races. Um, on um, TV and put one dollar bets on um, each race, like so you burn through what fourteen dollars by the end of the night, mm. and you might have won six dollars. Mm. I mean, not six races. It was all right, you know that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, it, oh, what was the bloody place? Ah, oh, the Broadmeadows. Oh yeah, uh, there's one out here, and there was a dodgy place in Sydney where they always had the races. Oh, Dapto. Nah, that, that's a country I think, but uh, it might be Wentworth Field. Something like that. Anyway, um, having said, you know, with uh, I don't like racing, one of my best uh, gambling stories ever um, was horse racing. But uh, this is way back in um, oh, 1999, I reckon. So my first year at uni, and I was spending a lot of my time at, uh, at the uncle's house up in Gosford, who had just recently got divorced. Um, so I was living the high life. But uh, there was this one day we were around there. Um, we thought, all right, we'll go... Uh, down the the beach or something, but we'll do some yard work first. Um, and I was out there, and then um, we're all right, we're about ready to go, and I feel the squelching in my thongs, um, and I look down, and there's just pools of blood, um, in the old uh, masseurs. I thought, what the fuck's this? And I've reached down to find out what's going on, try try to find a cut in my toes, a giant fucking leech, oh, underneath your toes. I just felt it, man. What the fuck? And just thrown it. Um, so yeah, so that was nice. So I got that all patched up. Um, now, yeah, when we sat down for breakfast, uh, eating under the veranda, lovely bacon, eggs and toast and that, and I've bumped the table and orange juice has gone everywhere all over it all. But that was lovely. It was a good day. So, uh, ruined breakfast with the orange juice, got bitten by a leech and we've gone down, um, and he, he loves his races. So he's putting, you know, bets on every weekend. Um, and since I was, uh, going around with him, we thought, oh, we'll go in you know, to the TAB, and he's put on whatever bet he is, and I've looked down and gone, yeah, I'll grab a mystery trifecta, and oh, pff, pink looks nice, you know, number seven. Yeah. Um, so I think I had uh, $3, no, $1 mystery trifecta, and then $3 on some horse. And anyway, race is gone, and I've gone, oh shit, that horse has won. That horse is paying $30. I had three bucks on it. There's 90 bucks. I'm like, this is pretty good. And then I've looked at the mystery trifecta, and I go, I've got this. It's a $1 mystery trifecta, so it's got to be in order. And it was 735 or something like that. I'm like, I've got that. And, of course, there's a protest. There's never a good story without a protest. I've looked at it. I'm like, that's a 30-to-1 winner in a trifecta. That's going to be all right. 
So my $1 returned 912. Fair enough. Well, as a 19-year-old, fucking bonza. So uh, when, this is on a Sunday. Went back to uni on the Monday, and I'm shouting everyone <laughs> beers and uh, two-for-one counter meals down at the local pub. It was a great week. I mean, the only one I had at uni really was um, Melbourne Cup when Rogan Josh ran. and uh, I think that was 1999 as well. Yeah, the uh, pop used to always back Bart Cummings in the cup. Yep. I think it was a Bart Cummings horse, or I could be making shit up. I don't know. Can't remember. Um, but obviously, being Josh, I'm like, yeah. fuck it. I put every dollar I had, which was about 50, <laughs> on it, and was paying $6.40. So yep. I had a few hundred back, and I was loving life. I remember that too, because uh, the horse around second was Central Park, and that was the one I was on. And, it, and it was a big payer, that one. Um, I don't think I, I had any more than $2 on it, but uh, made some other people very happy with their trifectas. I had a run there where for about 12 years in a row, I won money. On the Mabel Cup. Cup. Yeah. yeah. So what's your, you got any gambling stories? Because you, you love a mystery, uh, not a mystery trifecta, sorry, you love a multi. Well, I'm like uh, maximizing my uh, potential winnings. Yep. <laughs> which is a very big difference from maximizing actual winnings. Yep. So the old uh, the old 15 to 20 leg multi for a dollar. Yep. <laughs> 15 to 20. Um, the thing is, the way to build it up is for, for that long, for yep. such a big multi, you, you're going favorites a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I often have boxing in there because boxing favourites always fucking win because <laughs> it's, it's fixed. It's yeah. fucking organised. Um, and oftentimes esports too because right, uh, they're generally very few upsets. Um, More predictable. The ones that fuck me over always is the EPL. <laughs> so like it'll be Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. And I'm like, Arsenal's oh, got this surely. Yeah. And then it's like they're 2-1 uh, up with four minutes to go, and then Crystal Palace got an equaliser. You're like, Cox. Ends in a draw. And you're like, fuck. See, and this is where you become the, the nuffy, because you're betting on sports that you don't understand. Like, no, I, I understand enough about EPL to know that uh, if it's one of the top, the big four, yep. with uh, you know Chelsea, Arsenal, um, Man... Both of them. Uh, Man U, Man C. Um, Liverpool. And, yeah, Liverpool, top big five then, whatever. Um, I don't think Man City used to be. The no, big, but then oil money. <laughs> uh, if you're one of those and you're paying a team that's uh, around the relegation area, yep. <laughs> generally you're betting on but, the name team. But you've also you've got to know, like, do they have a Champions League game coming up? Are yeah. they playing their second stringers on a Wednesday night? Yeah, that's the bit I'm not aware of. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, but everyone's got their bad beat story. Yeah. Um, I had a 20-leg multi that would have paid <laughs> 900 to 1 uh, and had a fiver on it. And uh, Chewy Tuivasa fucked me over. Oh, you bet on Chewy. I did. I was I was looking at him thinking, oh, I don't know about this one. With 20 legs, you've got to fill it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, look, this is, it's better than even chance. Right. So I'm going with him. Uh, and that was the only leg I lost in a 20 leg. Was ball. that his first loss as well? Because he was 10 and 0 at one stage. Or was yeah, I think he's lost a couple, though. But I've had uh, three in the last, probably, well, since then. Yep. Of between 15 and 20 legs where I've had one leg fall. Yeah, right. Um, and all dollar ten, dollar fifteen, dollar twenty. A lot of them are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's think, what, hey, why not? I think the biggest one was about a dollar fifty when I was on the seventy sixes against Dallas. Money. <laughs> Didn't even know. <laughs> oh, I can't fucking remember. Now. But it's the fucking truth, though. You put a dollar on a game, you watch that game with more intent than uh, you would have otherwise. Yeah. The problem is though with multis, especially because there's a delay between uh, games and everything. Yeah. It ends up building up. Yeah. And you're like, oh fuck, hang on, I put a dollar on. It's got 70 in there now. Should, I, do I, do should I, I pull it out? Pull it, yeah. But then it's like, um, you're like, well, hang on, I've had six winners. Fuck it, this could go up. 
Yep. And I have done it before. I've pulled out early and then, you know, the rest get up, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, fuck, I've got 60 bucks, could have got 700. So in the end, it's only, it's their money. Yeah, yeah. I've given them a dollar. Yeah. So exactly. I figure, look. Uh, you've got a dollar's worth of entertainment out of it regardless. I've got a dollar's worth of sweat out of the fucking thing too sometimes. <laughs> you're sitting there going, oh, fuck, fuck. And then you suddenly start researching shit. You're like, yeah. all right, um, uh, Gemini San Japan is partnered with uh, Dave Johnson in the Equatorial Guinea Doubles ATP tournament. Yeah. Um, are they going to really beat the Johnson brothers? <laughs> oh, I'm not fucking sure. I don't know who the fuck any of them are. I was going to say, last month in the uh, South Chile Open, you know, he had a really good fourth round. <laughs> you do it a fight of that random shit. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I, heard, I read this expert <laughs> on itsmysport.co.nj. Yeah, you end up getting fucking random. But it's interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, and in the end, I, I figure I get more enjoyment out of a, a dollar there yeah. than I do out of just buying a fucking Coke. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I remember once uh, Brenton and I actually were watching, um, it would have been in 2008. Collingwood versus the Bulldogs at uh, Marvel Stadium or Colonial as it was then or Telstra Dome as it was then, I can't recall. And we had five bucks on the third quarter being the highest scoring quarter. Don't know why. Why we picked that bet. But we really enjoyed cheering for both defenses in the first half (laughs) and then switching through. And I think it got up. Like, uh, you know, so it probably paid $2, whatever. Um, And uh, yeah, but I've never enjoyed a neutral game more than that one. Um, just cheering for defense for three quarters <laughs> and uh, the forwards for the other one. Um, nah, it's good fun. Oh, I mean, so, look, as long as it's kept under control. Like, yeah, I do yeah, know problems people who blah, blah, blah. throw far too much fucking money at it. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's entertainment. It's not a living. Oh, you know, um, those that do make a living out of it, eh, sometimes I wonder if they fudge it a little bit. And sometimes I wonder how if they're just permanently cunts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what else? What's your your big collects? Have you ever had any big ones? Um, I'm trying to think, of my big uh, probably my biggest would be one of the you know five six leg multis that I've got. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest would be about six seven hundred. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. Nothing spectacular. It's funny when you think gambling as well. Like um, Lotto um, gets into it. Um, you know, the, the odds of winning Lotto were, what, 140 million to one or whatever. Uh, it's much more now. Yeah, there you go. Whatever it is. Powerball is about 170 billion because they've got more numbers now. Yeah. Um, but isn't it funny, though, um, that uh, the the enjoyment you get out of mentally spending that money is almost worth the 10 bucks? Oh, it's the, it's the dream. Like, um, especially when it gets to stupid money. Yeah. Like, uh, well, at the moment... Powerballs, I think, 40, 50 million. Yeah. Which is stupid money. But when it gets up to 200, like, <laughs> I've got up to 180 uh, a couple of months back. And you're like, that's more money than I. Like, if if I won that, I would have no fucking clue how to live that life. No. Uh, I I could not physically spend it in any way, shape, or no, form. No, because I, I remember one of them was up to 100 million and I was mentally spending it. And I didn't even, I don't think I even bought a ticket, but I was still mentally spending it. And I still thought, I'm going to have to give away 70 because I won't know what to do with it otherwise. Yeah. But the funny thing is there, like, um, uh, Bill Gates just yeah, passed... Uh, 110. Yeah, he passed uh, Jeff Bezos. Bezos, the Amazon guy, for richest man in the world. 
So if you want 100 million, that changes the life of you, your yeah, family, yeah. everyone you met. You can give random strangers a million bucks just for the fuck of it. Yeah. He's got a thousand times more than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. A thousand. Yeah, exactly. Um, he could do that every day of the week <laughs> for three and a half years. Yeah, he could go give away a million dollars at every meal he eats yeah. and not notice yeah. the difference. It's uh, yeah, There might be a bit of an issue there, you reckon? Well, anyway. I mean... Yeah, that's I'm politics. Not, I don't I'm, wanna... I'm not saying eat the rich, but I'm saying give them a taste. <laughs> you don't knock it until you've tried it. Yeah, I mean, you know, fuck it. Why not? He, he won't miss an arm or a leg. Uh, if not, he can... Yeah, I'm sure he's got an Iron Man suit somewhere. You can make up for yeah. it. Actually, there was a big thing the other day about uh, there was a veteran in the US who got his leg shot off and he went back and uh, re-enlisted in another tour. And he was the first guy to actually do it with a prosthetic. Okay. And I was just thinking the other week, um, we've got runners in the uh, Paralympics. Yep. They've had to uh, downgrade their prosthetics because they're too fast. Right. And they're like, well, they can't be fast in the able-bodied athletes. <laughs> and I think, why the fuck not? If Because they end up shooting their girlfriend in the toilet? Well, maybe. <laughs> um, it's just because he couldn't kick the door down. Yeah. It sprung on them. But, um, Thank you, Jim. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, see, the Jim Jeffrey show's ended. I did it. Yeah. He wants to do a sitcom now. Oh, okay. No, yeah, I did not know that. Try that twice already. Didn't work, but yeah. whatever. Oh, um, I liked one of them. Yeah, I thought it was legit. legit. Was all right. Yeah, that's the one. Um, but yeah, the um, with the prosthetic thing, it'll be in our lifetime where prosthetics are better than you know your original equipment. I hope so. So, this thing like if you're a soldier and you know you're over in fucking Afghanistan, or wherever yeah. the fucking war is, then probably still Afghanistan. Who the fuck knows? In the next twenty years, and they go, look, uh, you can join. The infantry, or you can join the mobile infantry. Yeah, like from Starship Troopers. You get a mech suit. Yeah, you get, you know, we remove your knees from here down, <laughs> put the uh, legs in storage, and then when you de-enlist, we reattach the legs or something. Surely at that stage, though, you just have robots. Like, just why have just drone planes? Why not have drone fucking humans? I, I have seen the arguments for that. They say there needs to be human in the process because otherwise you end up with Terminator Two. Nah, fucking. Um, Those movies are all right. You know, a lot of people enjoyed them. <laughs> Bought a lot of tickets. Do you reckon if, if the robots did win, that they'd keep Arnold Schwarzenegger around? Just because he was on Because <laughs> yeah, they're sentimental. Yeah. They're like, look, he was as close as we've got to one of one of us. So, yeah. look, he was the first. They've all got German accents now. <laughs> or Austrian Austrian, accents. same thing. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. thought it was funny because you might have, you know, people who uh, these days lose a, a finger, occasionally replace them with shit like uh, a prosthetic but that has a USB uh, drive. Yeah, USB drive in it. Yeah. Or it might have some sort of so, uh, addition. If we lopped off your thumb right now, what would you get replaced? What would you put in the... In the um, I mean, a thumb, you're going to have to get something the same. I think a thumb's too All right, vital. You, if it's a different pinky finger, then. Fuck it. Well, I don't use my fucking pinky finger anyway, so I'd probably replace it with a laser pointer. A laser pointer? There you go. Yeah. Yeah, there's something. Or maybe one of those multi-keys. Like those key wallets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not a Swiss Army knife or... I mean, you could do that too, I guess. Or a tape measure. That'd be good. Tape measure, yeah. Um, or maybe just a, a miniaturized phone so you can do the well, hand to ear I, thing. I was going to say, yeah, you put a receiver in uh, your pinky and the uh, headphone in the thumb and away you go. I'm still amazed yeah. no one's done that with a shoe. Oh, I'm just sure to, they have. This just, just the turns out thing. walking on your iPhone, it doesn't help. Yeah, but the joke. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an expensive important. joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so. we're waffling on now. That's over 40. Let's, uh, let's leave it there. Um, we'll think about what we can talk about next week.
Oh, the draft. The draft. Oh, yeah. The draft, of course. We're going to talk yeah. about how everyone's got the exact player they wanted and um, it's turned out perfectly for them on the night. Yeah, I've got some really strong opinions that I just need to study up on. Yeah, I haven't decided for, for myself yet. All right, yeah. bye. Good luck. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 